you would, let's stand for the reading of God's Word this morning. In Psalms 92. The Bible says it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night upon the instruments of ten strings and upon the psaltery and upon the harp with a solemn sound and with for thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy works. I will triumphant in thy works of thy hands, O Lord. How great are thy works, and thy works are very deep. Listen this morning, church, at the last verse. O Lord, how great are thy works. And thy thoughts are very deep. Let us pray. Father, I ask you right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you'll speak to us this message today. Lord, open our ears of hearing and our hearts of understanding that we could receive this message. Lord, and be encouraged today like we never have before. Thank you, Lord, for this season. Lord, of thanksgiving and how good you have been to all of us, Lord and blessing us with our families and all that you've done for us. Lord, we want to give you praise today. Lord, I feel you in this house today. I feel you in our presence. And I pray that you'll move in a mighty way. We need something from you today, Lord. Give us what we need. Feed our souls. For we ask this in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> Here we see in this chapter that the psalmist is exhorting to praise to God through thanksgiving in the morning and the evening and the remembrance of blessings that God has placed in his life to praise him upon the stringed instruments and recognizing him, recognizing his ways are far above his ways. We need to remember in the morning and we need to remember in the evening and be thankful for what God has done. When I got to thinking about what this week represented and, and what it meant to me in my life, God spoke His message into my heart. I want to preach a message this morning just simply entitled, The Giving of Thanks. I wonder how much thanks you have give this week. We've celebrated Thanksgiving here on Thursday as we've got together with our families and every one of us have eaten more than we should have. We talked last night as a family coming home how many sides they were to the meal. I mean, they were 15 sides to the, to the meat. Or three or four different meats. I said all we needed was a big plate of chicken and I would have passed out. There was so much food. There was every kind of side you could thought of. And we eat and we eat and we eat till we couldn't even breathe. And I thought, man, how blessed we are with all this food. And not just the food, but all the fellowship and the family that we're together. And family that you love to see. And family you don't even want to see. And you're there with all of them. And, and what a blessing and it is to see all these people and get, get to have that in your life. It is time to give thanks for what God has done in our lives. 
I wonder if you took time this week to give God thanks for what He's done. Or did you just rush through the mill, rush through it all, never even thought about giving thanks, never thought, never thanked the cooks that cooked the mill, never was thankful for the mother that you had that cooked the mill, the father that was still there, the wife that was there, or the husband that was there, or, or whoever was there. Did you take time to thank them for all that they've done? But most of all, did you thank your Heavenly Father? for all the blessings that he's done. I thought about that this morning as I woke up and all the miles that we traveled, I woke up this morning and when my eyes opened up, I said, thank you, Lord, that you've given me strength in my body one more time to recognize who you are, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the strength I've got in my body. Lord knows my heart just because I'm standing before you this morning. I'm not just telling you that. When I swung my legs around on the bed and they hit the floor, I said, Lord, thank you for the strength that is in my feet, that I can stand to my feet and know in my right mind who you are, Lord, and give you thanks. I'm thankful for who you are. And I give him praise for it this morning. Did you give him praise this morning? I'm telling you, as a church and as a people, as people of God, we need to remember how to give thanks to God. He has told me I need to remind you and help you to remember to give Him thanks. Number one, we must give Him a sacrifice of praise, church. A sacrifice of praise. Just like this week, your family, those that cooked, they, they made a sacrifice. They went to the store and they bought the food and they took their time and they sacrificed their time when you were sitting on the couch watching the football game and, and relaxing and doing things that you wanted to do. They were in the kitchen and they were working hard and preparing the meal, making sure it was just right so it would taste just right. The table was set just right. Everything was just right so you would be pleased and happy with everything the way it was going to be. I'm glad that the Heavenly Father said I've gone away to prepare a place and he's gone away to prepare a place and make it just right for you and I that when me and you walk through the portals of glory one day it'll be just right everything will be prepared just right we won't have to worry about a thing it'll be just right when we get over there and I want to give him the praise now and say thank you Lord that you went away to prepare a place it'll be good when we get over there he said I have not seen ears not heard neither has it entered into the heart of man all the good things that God has prepared for them that love and serve him I want to serve him because I want to see this place that's called heaven one day after a while I want to give him thanks amen how can I do that I can give him a sacrifice of praise I can lift my hands unto him over in Psalms chapter 5, verse 3, he said, My voice shall thou hear in the morning, O Lord, and in the morning will I direct my prayers unto thee. I will look unto thee, O Lord, in the morning. In the morning. I will do that in the morning. Not in the middle of the day. In the morning will I do that. First thing in the morning, I will do that. You need to mark that in your Bible. You need to do that in the morning. 
You need to consider the Lord in the morning, not halfway down into the day, not when your day's going bad and you need help, then you start calling on the Lord. You need to consider the Lord in the good times, even when it's the bad times. We want to call on the Lord when everything's bad, when we're sick and we want to be touched and we want everything to start going right. Our prayer life will start getting better all of a sudden. But what about when everything's going good, when the bills are paid and nobody's sick and everything's all right? How about giving God a sacrifice of praise for that? How about then? We don't want to do that then. I'll tell you what, those that truly love God will seek Him early in the morning. Psalm 63, 1, the Bible says, O God, Thou art my God, early will I seek Thee. My soul thirsteth for Thee. My flesh longeth for Thee in the day and thirsteth for the land where there is no water. Where there no water. I thirst for Thee, Lord. I want Thee, Lord. I'm thirsty for Thee, Lord. I'm in a land that's dry. I want Thee, Lord. I'm thirsty, oh God. Do you ever thirst after the things of God? I thirst after it. And I have to give him a sacrifice of praise. While we were driving over to my mother and father-in-law's yesterday, and we were listening to a good gospel song. (laughs) And that song said, I can't quit for the fire that's burning in my soul. (laughs) Boy, I got to listen at that. And I just had to give him a sacrifice of praise. Them tears started rolling down my eyes. The next thing I know, I just had to wipe the tears out. I couldn't hardly see the road. And I thought, whoo, Lord, I might have to stop and run around a while. It's getting good driving down the road. And I thought, even driving down the road, God's good driving down the road. Amen. If you'll listen to the right type of music, he'll bless you running down the road. Amen. I like to listen to the right type of stuff, amen. He'll bless you in that kind of thing. I want to give him a sacrifice of praise. There are a blessing in that. Over in Hebrews chapter 13, uh, verse 15, he said, By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Now think about that. The sacrifice of praise by the fruit of our lips. What does that mean? Does that mean for us just to be quiet? You reckon that's what that means? You reckon any fruit comes off your lips by just being hush mouth? And we just sit on this pew with our arms crossed and looking going, hmm. God's good. Preachers, he's running all over the place. Everybody's sitting back there looking at the preacher like, Mm. Is that any fruit off your lips? I mean, the, the preacher's pre- picking fruit like crazy. I mean, he's going wild. And everybody else sit back there. Mm. You'll never get no fruit that way. You got to pick something for yourself. Get out there, open up your mouth. And he said, I got a storehouse full of blessings. If you'll open up your mouth. Sacrifice of praise. You know what that means? When that Holy Spirit pricks your heart, I'm talking about, and you're sitting back here in the seat, 
Sister Freda is giving that testimony. She says, I, don't, I know I've said too much, but I'm going to say it again. And she testifies. I love her testimonies. Don't ever quit, Sister Freda. And she's testifying. The Lord done told you you need to say something. You're sitting over here like a bottle of pop ready to explode. You know God done told you to say something, but you're sitting over here. Sister Lucy's like, oh, Lord, he's done sitting down beside of me. <laughs> And God's already on you saying, you need to say something now. You know what Hebrews chapter 13 just told you. You need to take the fruit of your lips and give him a sacrifice of praise. Yes. Pastor's already said, anybody got anything to say? You're sitting here with your mouth shut. You already know by Hebrews chapter 13, you're supposed to be doing what the Bible says. Giving him a sacrifice of praise. Reckon what you're supposed to do. Keep quiet. You could stand up and say, you know what? Pastor, I just want to stand and say I thank God for saving my soul. Set back down. You know what you just done? You give him a sacrifice of praise. <laughs> just like that. And the devil's like, man, I didn't want him to do that. And the next time, it'll be that much easier. And that much easier and that much easier. You say, well, I'm not really like that. I don't like to... To make a scene. I don't want nobody to hear me. I, I, I'm a little bit shy. You'll be shocked if you'll open up your mouth what God will do. Amen. I'm not saying everybody's got to be like me. You don't have to run around like me. You don't have to squall and holler like me. But you can give Him a sacrifice of praise. Amen. Number two. We must give Him thanks for His unspeakable gifts. He's got unspeakable gifts for you and I. Guess what one of the greatest unspeakable gifts are? John 3, 16. <laughs> Ain't that one of the greatest ones? For God so loved the world. That's all you guys. And me and all these people running up and down the road. That's everybody. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever, that's all of us, Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Should not, didn't say it wouldn't, should not perish. It's for those that believe, amen. If they'll believe, they can have that unspeakable gift. Why is it unspeakable? Because I'll tell you what, it's full of glory sometimes. I can't hardly tell it. I can't hardly speak it sometimes. You just have to come and see. How do you tell somebody what chocolate tastes like if they ain't never eat chocolate? Well, what does it taste like, Brother Terry? What does I've never eat chocolate. What does it taste like? Well, it's chocolatey. <laughs> well, what does that taste like? You just have to come and try it. Amen. What do you mean come? The Lord said, come and try me and see if I'm not good. He's better than chocolate, amen. If you'll come and try him and see if he ain't good. It's a good thing this morning if you'll come and try the Lord. I promise if you'll try him, you'll not be disappointed. <laughs> you'll find out you'll be one of those whosoever. He's got unspeakable gifts for you and I. Over in 2 Corinthians 9.15, he says, <laughs> Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gifts. I like him short scripture sometimes when they get just straight to the point. Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gifts. Amen. Sometimes you just put it in short words. I thought about all the blessings in my life, how good God's been to me. 
how good God's been to you. Do you judge your blessings by your bank account? I don't. Do you judge about what kind of car you drive? What kind of clothes you wear? What kind of house you live in? Is that how you judge your blessings? I don't. I look over my life and see all the places God has sent me to win people for Him. Those trenches that I've got in to win people for God. I thought, man, that's a blessing. <laughs> when Paul talked about suffering for Christ, talking about being a prisoner for Christ, talking about being a slave to Christ, talking about being a chief among sinners, now that is how you gauge your blessings. He said, I'm chief among sinners. Now that's a blessing. When you can think about that Christ would consider you. Think about Job. When, when God would say to Satan, have you considered my servant and name your name? What if he did that today? What if you walked so close to God that God would say, have you considered Chris today? You'd be like, whoa! I don't want to walk that close. I mean, I want to be close to God, but not that close. I want favor with God, but really not that much favor. How close do you want to be with God? How much unspeakable glory do you want? What are we in this life for? Are we in it for ourselves? Are we in it for Him? Are we really want to, do we really want to give Him thanks? Is it really about Him? Or is it really about us? Have you thought about that lately? How much have we really suffered for the cause of Christ? If you think about that Mandarin prison that Paul was in. Have you all thought about that lately? When they dug a hole in the ground and went down in it and then dug a cavern out and then that's where they put the man of God and the only way into that prison was straight down in a hole where all the rain, all the sewage, all the animals fell in, all the rottenness, all the... When they put them in and they used the bathroom, everything was right in there and they had to sit in that, lay in that. That's where they were at. The, one of the greatest evangelists, men of God that ever lived, wrote one of the most encouraging letters he's ever wrote in the Word of God in that prison me and you have never been through nothing like that. And he gives thanks to God for that. But here we sit in our padded pews here in this nice heated church. And we can't even give him a sacrifice of praise. You know what I say to that? Ouch! That's where we're at. I know that was tough. That was tough when God gave it to me. But we need to praise Him for His unspeakable gifts because He's been so good. And we need to not stop. We need to lift Him up in everything. Because if you look at Ephesians chapter 2, He said, For by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of yourself, but it is what? A gift of God. There's an unspeakable gift. 
It is a gift of God. You didn't earn it. You can't do nothing for it. He gives it to you freely. All you got to do is believe, confess, and step forward, and you receive it just like that. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things come new. Everything you ever did is left behind. Everything's washed away. You step out of that, step into a new way, onto your way to a new home. You never have to pay for that again. You're sealed to the day of redemption. Man, what a gift that is. We ought to give Him praise for what He's done. You don't have to worry about hell no more. You ought to be clapping, praising God, saying, I'm on my way to heaven. But we just sit here like, well, praise God. That's a good little message. It's all good. This cord's killing me. Well, it's good. You get excited for me. I'll tell you one thing, it's something to get excited about. As Jeremiah said, it's like fire shut up my bones. I can't hardly stand it sometimes. I feel it just about tears me apart at times. It shakes me up inside. I, I want to see people get excited. I think about what God's doing. Uh, he's about to come at any moment. And I'm telling you what I read in the Word of God. Everything's been fulfilled. Only thing that ain't been fulfilled in that Bible is the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, in the hour that you think not, so cometh the Son of Man. Their perversion on every hand, they'll do anything in the world. They believe anything right now. And I'm telling you what, when you least expect it, He's going to show up for the church. And we're going to be out of here. We need to pull together in these last days. We need to give Him thanks. We need to love one another. We need to work together. We need to work harder than we ever have. We need to give God thanks for what He's done here at Vickers Chapel. Amen. And praise Him with our whole hearts. Number three. We must give Him thanks for His righteous judgment. He's a righteous judge. Now, you may think some of the judgment he has is, is not real, real good, but I'm telling you what, he's a righteous judge. Whatever happens in your life is a righteous judgment in your life. Over in Psalms 119, verse 62, he said, At midnight I will rise to give thee thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgment. The psalmist said, I will rise to give thee thanks for thy righteous judgment. Everything he has judged in my life, he has judged it righteously. And the things that have happened in your life, it is because of the glory of the Lord and his righteous judgment. If God called you out today, it'll be because of his righteous judgment. If we die young, it's because of his righteous judgment. If we die old, it's because of His righteous judgment. Whatever His will is for our life, it is because of His will. It is His righteous judgment. He has a plan for our life. We cannot question the plan of God. A lot of people come to my office, they come to me and talk to me, why, why, why is God doing this to me? I'm going to tell you, why not you? 
It hurts the person up the road as bad as it would hurt you. God has a plan for every single person in this building. Some live young, some, some live and die young, some die old. Some die middle age, some die little babies. But I'm going to tell you what, God has a plan for every single person in this building. Some live and never have a health problem. Some have health problems their whole life. I don't know why that is, but God has a righteous judgment. If you'll live for God and honor God, it doesn't matter if you're sick your whole life. If you'll give Him praise, you'll be blessed your whole life. He may send you to every hospital in this county, every hospital in this state, and every hospital in this union. But I'm going to tell you what, you may be a witness to every doctor, every nurse in this county. And it may be God's will for that. But if He does that, give Him praise for it because that's His righteous judgment. What you think is for, for bad, God can turn around for good. Yes, bad things happen to good people. It's sad when we see fathers die and leave children behind. It's sad when we see mothers die and leave little babies behind. It's hard when we preach funerals like this. And we counsel with families this way. But God has a perfect plan. His judgments are perfect. God does not do that to you intentionally. God has a plan. In everything, I want to tell you this morning, give Him thanks. Can I give you what the Lord gave me in this? He told Job, Job made a statement. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Could you say that today? No matter how bad it gets, I'll trust you, Lord. Whatever happens in my life, Lord, I'm going to trust you. No matter how bad it gets, Lord, I'm going to trust you. May, you may have a, a plan of life and it goes this way and all of a sudden it detours that way. Are you going to say, I'm just going to trust you, Lord? Now we're all human. And you can say, Lord, I don't understand. I wanted to go that way. But you know what you do? I wanted to go that way, Lord, but I'm going to trust you because we're going to go this way. I'm going to trust you. I wanted that way, but I'm going this way. So I'm going to trust you this way. I promise you, if you'll trust the Lord, Somewhere along the way, God will turn it around for your good. All things work together to the good for them that love and serve God. He may have a direction around this way that he needs to send you by to see somebody over here. Remember the Samaritan woman? He, sent, he came around out of the way to meet her. And he may need to send you out of the way to meet somebody else. God's judgments are righteous. And you need to trust Him for that. In all things, give Him thanks. Have you given Him thanks this week? Have you talked to the Lord this week and give Him thanks? When I was studying this message, the Lord told me to remind you, we need to be thankful in all things. And in my closing remarks, let me give you this. We must give Him thanks because it's His will. In Colossians 1.12, we give Him thanks because 
we're partakers of his inheritance. <laughs> That's why I give you thanks. I'm a partaker of his inheritance. I give him thanks because of his word and his deeds. That's why I give him thanks. I give him thanks because over Psalms 97, I'm, I'm reminded of his holiness. Constantly I'm reminded of how holy he is. And I want to give him thanks for that. I'm reminded over in, in Chronicles how good he is over there in chapter 16. I'm reminded in 1 Peter in chapter 1 of his unspeakable glory and how good that it is in my life. I'm reminded of that. I'm reminded how Job talked about when he said he would slay me, how good he was, how he could trust in him, no matter how bad he got. I'm reminded about what Job went through, and it brings help to me in my life. I'm reminded about the woman with the issue of blood when she said, I touched the hem of his garment, and I was healed by that. I trusted him, and he healed me. I remembered the blind man that couldn't see. He said, and he, and he spit and he touched my eyes and I was made whole. I could see him. I, I draw strength from that. And John said, even though I doubted, and I said, go ask him if he's the one. And they said, yes, he's the one. Even though I doubted, I still believed. And yes, he's the one. I draw strength from that. Even though sometimes I may doubt, I still know he's the one. I know you have those times you doubt as well, but he's the one. I give him thanks even though I doubt sometimes. I still give him thanks. Even when I don't understand, I still give him thanks. And then finally, I read over in Psalms 23. <laughs> when he said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. There have been times that I've been down to that valley. And I didn't think I was going to make it. And I saw the shadow of death. And I thought I would not make it through it. And I'd see like I wasn't going to make it. And old death felt like he was going to come in and, and take me out. And I'm glad that God stepped in and said, not this time. He belongs to me. It's not time yet. And I'm glad that death ain't got no hold on me yet. And even when time comes, when death comes to get me, I'm glad that God will step in and say, not this time, I'll take it from here. And old death will have to take his cold, chilly hands off of me. And I'm glad that God will take me by the hand and say, walk with me this way. And we'll step across Jelly Jordan and he'll take me on to a better land. And we'll move on to a better country. And I'll say goodbye to this whole world. And how much thanks I'll give him then. It'll be praise forevermore and I'll not have to worry about this old world again. I want to give him thanks while there's still breath in my body. I want to give him thanks. How about you this morning? We need to give him thanks while there's breath in our body. So let me ask you this morning, how thankful are you? How thankful are you this morning? That's what the Lord wanted me to remind you. And this Thanksgiving holiday, as you've gathered around your family and God has blessed you so good, how thankful are you today? I don't want, I don't want you even to stand this morning. I want every head bowed in this place.